Hello and welcome to the Katie Speaking Live True podcast, where you are invited to join me on a journey to live full out for the glory of God. I'm talking about all the desires, all the unique ways that God made you who you are. That's what I want to see come to life in light of the truth of scripture. And none of us can do it on our own. We all need God's help. And so um, it is my great pleasure to get to say, hey, you're not alone in this. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. But we get to have him and we get to have him on his terms, which are always good for you. (laughs) His mercy, his love, his justice is good for you. You want that. You don't want anybody else's form of justice or mercy. Well, today in the series, Katie's Seventh Grade Prayer Journal, um, today we're dealing with covetousness, and we are going to jump right in because we've got a lot of scripture to get to today, which is pretty darn exciting. Let's pray, and then let's get to the word. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to do things your way. Your way is always best. Your way leads to life and freedom and light and joy. Father God, that's so inviting. Thank you for your love for us. May we always know we can trust you. We can run to you. When we run to you, we find comfort. We find hope. We find justice. We find power. And that's what we need to overcome sin, the world, the flesh, the devil, all the things. So Father, speak, speak to your listener today, Lord. Speak to the listener, encourage their hearts and help them to abide in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and read today's July 19th, and then we're going to get to the scripture. So stay tight for that. Stay stay right where you are for that. Dear God, wow, you really answered prayers with a truckload of other stuff too. Well, in case you didn't figure it out, mom called Graham while I was at church and she said she made the reservations for me to come home on August 1st, just 11 days. I was so glad when I found out that was answered prayer. I wrote seven letters to different people. I also called Rachel and talked to her for a long time. But now to get on with the day from the beginning. I woke up refreshed for the first time in a long time. Thank you. Then, when I was getting ready for church, Mary decided not to go. I don't know why, but I convinced her to come with me after all. Then, she got in a fight with her brother. It was his fault. Anyway, when we got to her grandparents' house to pick her up for church, she decided to stay there. She had a headache and hadn't had breakfast. Anyway, her mom and I had a good conversation. She really is a Christian. And anyway, at junior high group that was going on at the church, the discussion was about coveting sins. I didn't even know how much was involved in it. Please, help me not to covet anything. I met a girl at church named Nicole. She seemed kind of shy, but pretty and nice. She's on a swim team. I told her that I love swimming, and she looked surprised. I don't know why, though. Anyway, I got her phone number. I don't know if I should call her or not. Anyway, after I got home, Molly came over and wanted to see the pictures I had. I told her I was listening to my Tori Amos tapes. I wasn't, though. Anyway, she came back and later I didn't answer the door. Neither did Graham. I heard her say something loudly about it not being fair. I didn't understand that one bit. I prayed for them, Molly and Mary and their family, and Graham did too. Maybe Molly wants to see the pictures that I took and had developed. Molly has the right to see the pictures I took as much as Kirk does, which means not at all. 
Still, she wanted to see the pictures. Then I did something really awful. I drew devil ears, a beard, and a tail, and a pitchfork on a picture of Molly, and in another picture with her in it, I cut it in half. I gave the side with her on it to her. I put those and other pictures of her in an envelope with them. Later, she wrote me a letter saying that she was sorry for how she's been treating me lately. But maybe it's what her brother told her to say. I think I'll invite both of them over at the same time and we'll talk this out. And when and if I do, Lord, please help me to be as honest as possible with them. And I pray that you speak through me to them. I pray I listen as well as speak so I can understand them. I don't want Molly to be controlling anymore. Not to me, not to Mary, not to anyone else. I don't want to be that way either. I pray I have a good night's sleep and then wake up refreshed and ready to serve you with a humble spirit. Please protect everyone I know and love, and please help me to keep up faith always. I love you and thank you for everything I have. In Jesus' holy, blessed name I pray. Amen. There's a lot going on in that. (laughs) Thank you for listening through it. Well, what is coveting? I mean, there's so much in this section that we could talk about. We could talk about coveting. We could talk about lying. We could talk about boundaries. We could talk about healthy relationships and reconciliation. That's a lot of stuff. But when I was praying about it, I thought, let's just go with coveting because I feel like, well, even the other day that I was coveting something and the Lord convicted me of it. And I thought, this is really important. We need to talk about what coveting is. So in the scriptures, which are in the notes, you can follow along, but I'm just going to read them right now. Because this is a really big deal. Coveting is the same thing as envy or jealousy. Coveting is wanting something that you don't have that belongs to somebody else or that someone else has. Um, And you might say, well, I want lots of things other people have that I don't have. But there's something about coveting in your heart. Like it's more than just like I need to get a new dress for an event on Sunday. It's I want that dress that she has. I want it. That kind of thing. It's an attitude of the heart. And only you with the Holy Spirit will really know if you're acting that way or not. (laughs) So Colossians 3, 5 says this, mortify therefore your members, that means the parts of your body, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil conspicuance, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So a lot of words there. Fornication is sex before marriage, any form of sex before marriage, by the way, including porn. Uncleanness, inordinate affection. It means like being addicted to something or someone, right? Um, And then covetous is in that list. Luke 12, 15, it says, and these are Jesus' words. And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. <laughs> Let me read that again. Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Ephesians 5, 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. So this is talking specifically to Christians. Ephesians 5, 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as becometh the saints. So saying these are characteristics that shouldn't be among Christians. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor 
forsake thee. Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law has said it, and thou shalt not covet. Romans 1, 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignant, malignity, like to malign someone or make others less, and whisperers, it's like gossipers. So these are lists of characteristics that you don't want to have. Mark seven twenty two, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Hold on, I'm almost done. <laughs> like five more verses. Uh, Psalm 119.36, incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not unto covetousness. So there we have a juxtaposition where the psalmist is praying, Lord, I want to be talking about you, thinking about you and your testimonies, the things you've done, the good things you've done, Lord. And I don't want to be thinking about the stuff I want. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about the car I want. I don't want to be thinking about the house I want. I don't want to be thinking thinking about the clothes I want or the purse I want or this or that. I want to be thinking about you, God. That's a good way to pray. Ezekiel, even in the Old Testament, Ezekiel 33, 31 says, and they came unto thee as the people cometh and they sit before thee as my people and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth, they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. Woo! For with their mouth, they show much love, but with their heart, they goeth after covetousness. That is so eek, eek, painful. First Corinthians 6.10 says, Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, now it's getting really serious because it's saying, if you are living this way, or if you are living in these characteristics, you're not going to go into heaven. 1 Corinthians 6.10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 5.11 says, but now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer, that's somebody who's prone to angry outbursts, or a drunkard or extortioner, that's somebody who lends money and then demands a high interest rate with such and with such a one not to eat. No one should even eat. You shouldn't even eat with people who are like that. That's first Corinthians 5, 11. Ephesians 5, 5. For this, ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So again, we're hearing if you, if these are your characteristics, you can't be in the kingdom of God. <laughs> so who's ready for Jesus now? None of us can live like we ought to without the power of Jesus. There's no excuse for not loving as we ought because we have the power of Jesus. It is a saving, humbling, rejoicing source. And the truth of trusting in Jesus makes everything better. So what does that mean for you? So if you're like me, like sometimes those things come up. They're not the way that I live. I've been a following Jesus for a long time. I've studied these verses before in my life, but I need the reminder. And that's why Paul wrote them down. 
He's writing to other Christians and he's saying, guys, here's what it looks like. Don't You can't have these types of behaviors among you. Don't do it. And that's not a complete list, but that those are the verses that include covetousness. And so here I am as an 11, as 11, how old was I? 13 year old writing in this book. Whoa, covetousness. I had no idea that it affected so many areas of life. And it does. It says in the verses that we read, don't talk about the things that you're just jealous about or envying or wanting or you're coveting. Don't talk about those things. Talk instead about the goodness of God, the testimonies of God. What would happen in your relationships if instead of talking about the things you want or the things that other people have that you don't think they deserve or the things that you think you do deserve, what if instead we talked about the testimonies of God and how faithful he has been? That is something I want to go to over and over again. That is where I want my relationships to go. And I've had to fight to get there. It is not easy. I've had to interrupt conversations and say, you know, I'd rather not talk about this. Let's talk about something else instead. And it can be awkward. It can be painful. Sometimes it costs you friendships. But the reality is people who live in this type of behavior, they're not going to heaven. That's serious. Those aren't my words. That's what the Bible says. So the hope is this, that when we turn to Christ, the blood of the lamb covers us and makes us righteous before God. And when we turn to Christ, we get to ask him to help us, keep us from temptation. So it looks like this, dear Jesus, I don't want to covet. I don't want to talk in a coveting way. I don't want to long after things that aren't mine. I want to focus my attention on what you have called me to do this day. And if there is something nice that I want, I want to go before you and say, is this your will for me? Have I given? Have I loved? Have I served? Am I honoring you in my finances? Or am I letting the desires of my flesh take over and distract me from your good things that you have for me, God? Father, show us our hearts. Show us where we're wanting things that you don't want for us. Show us what we need to be focused on instead. Friend, as you journal today, which I hope you do, ask God to show you where you're spending time thinking about things that he doesn't want for you. And instead, ask him to show you what he does want you to think about. So God... What do you want me to think about? What do you want me to focus my time and energy on? Because it doesn't do you any good to be jealous, to be envious, or to be covetousness, to be coveting other things. God has so much better for you than spending your time that way. Oh, He has joy for you in the morning and in the evening and all day long. It's a fight. I get it. I get it. But Jesus is always better. Amen. Well, I would love to hear from you. Um, going a little deep on this one today. I would love to hear how this affects you. You can email me at katie at katiespeaking.com. You can comment here, whatever platform you're watching this on. 
And please do like, share, and comment because this is my life's work is encouraging you to trust Jesus, to trust his ways, to go all in with his ways, and to start your prayer journal habit because even the smallest of steps toward God is an indication that he is running after you. And if he is running after you, you want every good thing he has for you. Amen? (laughs) He is worth it in this life and in the next. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and give you his peace now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, friend. It's been good to be with you. I'll see you next time.